Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. Great to have you here again with us this week. We've got some uh, sci-fi television Four. news Excellent. coming up. I mean, hey, I'm fully decked out for the Oroville because we're going to be looking at a new game that has finally released. It's, it's probably, available. It's probably $100 though, right? Oh, no. No. It's what? absolutely free. It's a fan creation. You're not going to believe what? this. No, I'm serious, Henry. You're not going to believe it. Seriously, it's free. In, yeah, and imagine okay. being able to set foot on the decks of the Oroville. This is like, this is actually happening. I'm excited. This wow. is real life. You are not dreaming right now. And uh, this is going to be incredible. So I'm actually going to fire it up. We're going to take a look at the Oroville interactive fan experience. We're going to get a, a little bit of a tour. Yeah, we all have. And this is an exceptional, this is so exciting. I'm really, really looking forward to this. So I, I hope you are too. Uh, if you're an Oroville fan, awesome. If you're not, you will be soon. Uh, stick around. Also, we're going to be taking a look at a, an LED light system that uh, is uh, available at a very economical price and is absolutely waterproof if you want to submerge it then uh, you can find all kinds of uses. We've got a lot cool. to cover tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Stick around. And Sasha's not here. Sasha's not here. Ooh. But we're still going to have fun. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, everybody. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Our live recordings are trusted only to solid-state drives by Kingston Technology. Revive your computer with improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs. Category 5 TV streams live with Telestream Wirecast and Nimble Streamer. Tune in every week on Roku, Kodi, Plex, and other HLS video players. For local showtimes, visit Category5.tv. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, cat5.tv slash IAIB. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's episode number 618 of Category 5 Technology TV. Sasha's got the night off, and Henry was able to join us. My friend, how you doing? I'm back, second time in a year. Jeff's here. I don't know if I've ever done a show with Henry. Is this your first time? I, I don't oh, know. This is going to be a good one. I Back mean, it's possible archives? we have, but it's been a very, very long time. <laughs> Henry, <Quick> archive. <laughs> 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 Jeff, you're going to enjoy this because Henry is very agreeable. Excellent. He, I agree not, with that. He's, I like he's not that. at all argumentative, <laughs> and uh, this is going to be a great show. We've got a lot of great content as well. Um, before we jump into the show itself, let's just kind of hit things uh, running okay. with some sci-fi TV news. Excellent. We don't often do, like, you know, general media news. However... Is this tweet-worthy? Uh, Ooh. Oh, absolutely. But a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how the new Star Trek Picard show, as silly as the name is, I mean, they could have come up with something a lot more creative. I think it's perfect. Do you? I, yeah. when they said What's it was his name? The, What's I, his name? Picard. I loved it. I know. Star Trek. Picard. Call it that. They could have called it Earl Grey. Do any, <laughs> anything with a little bit more creativity no, to it. No, it's, it's perfect because it's exactly you know exact, who the show is about. And you yeah. know exactly what to expect. Yes. Yes. And Because it's about Picard. It's not about a new ship or a new endeavor. It's about Isn't him. it? Isn't it? That's, that's what I... I don't know. I guess we'll see. However, um, mm. back a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about it, we did know uh, by rumor that Brent Spiner was going to be rejoining uh, yes. as... Uh, data. 
Oh. I, I was about to say Lieutenant Commander Data, but I'm like, no, this is 20 years in the future. It's quite probable he has progressed the ranks. Yes. Uh, I'm interested so to see how his AI to... has progressed. <laughs> yes, if it's, his positrons have, uh, have evolved. Like, has he, has he mastered emotion? I don't, I, I guess there's always deep. a chance of that. Yeah. But also, we've got to keep in mind that, that Data died, right? He's, so He's a computer, just reboot him. No, he was destroyed. He backed right? up to the cloud. So, <laughs> so that's right. wonderful. He listened to our advice <laughs> and had redundant backups. There you go. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see how that shapes in. But we've got great news this week as okay. we find out that Jerry uh, L. Ryan is joining the cast as well. Yes. So wow. that's a, an interesting um, mashup because Jerry Ryan, who plays Seven of Nine on mm. Star Trek Voyager, mm. yeah, right. Yes. So <laughs> not a part of the Next Generation. Um, team mm-hmm. uh, uh, from that show. It was, it was Voyager a couple years later that, uh, that she was involved in. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she's going to be there. Yep. And we've also heard, are you ready for this? Jonathan Frakes. Exciting. Whoa. And I actually heard about Jonathan Frakes from another cast member who's going to be rejoining. Whoa. Hold on. The another Star Trek cast universe. member told you? No. Or you heard it from I heard it from I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, He's we were sitting down. Lunch what I kind was, of connections do you have? I'll tell you what. I was sitting down for coffee with Marina, <laughs> and Marina said that her and Jonathan were going to be a part of the show. That's awesome. So we have uh, Will Riker and uh, Deanna Troy are a part of wow. the Star Trek Picard universe. So now I'm like, what? This is like the next generation family reunion now yeah, all of a sudden. It is. Uh, I want to hear that LeVar has been invited back. I want to hear that uh, that uh, Gates has been invited back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the whole crew. I mean, just, just to let bygones be bygones, wouldn't it be nice if Will Wheaton was welcome back? Whoa, oh. yeah, you're going too far. <laughs> you're going too is that far. Pushing Wait it? A minute. Is that pushing <laughs> it? Although, I would be okay with it if he shows up, makes a comment, and Picard goes, shut up, Wesley. <laughs> And they just move. <laughs> That's probably that that's a perfect. Perfect. only line. <laughs> a perfect Wesley Crusher cameo right there. That'd be great. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, now, you yeah. know, tr- transitioning over to the Orville yes. in entertainment news. Yeah. So, and, and thinking of the Orville, who actually has quite a few cast members from Star Trek. And we're not talking as well. popcorn. <laughs> no, the Orville. Um, <laughs> they have an interesting announcement this week in that. Even though Fox creates the show, they because of the uh, the way that their special effects have evolved mm-hmm. in the first two seasons, season two was nuts, and it's actually really kind of amazing that their studios were able to pull everything together and have everything ready because it was just hey incredible guys, uh, and um, because of that the demands of their production schedule, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to meet Fox's timetable for a mid-release, wow. uh, mid-season release. So they have announced that they're moving the Orville Season 3 to Hulu. Oh. Really? To Hulu. Huh. Not yet sure huh. how that I- impacts us here in Canada. Yeah. No, um, certainly American uh, audience uh, is, is going to feel the impact of that. Yeah. Does Fox still own it? But they'll just be putting it on it's Hulu, be, or it's been a really, it's That's been a really interesting time, hasn't it? Because Fox yeah. was bought by Disney. Yeah. So yes, Fox still produces it. Now it's a Fuzzy Door production. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Seth MacFarlane's yeah. studio. Yeah. And uh, 
and Fox is the, I guess, the creating studio. That's where they produce it and where they film it. Um, but uh, as far as the broadcast end of it, it's not going to be happening on Fox's network. It's going to be wow. happening on Hulu, which takes it away from the old traditional medium, I guess, yeah. because Fox being a, a terrestrial station as well as digital yeah, yeah. Uh, and puts it on exclusively digital uh, huh. format. So It makes me wonder if Fox will still air it, but only after the rest of the season has gone live on Hulu. As a rerun? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Because I, mean, I, I can't see them walking away from the ad revenue. Exactly, right? Mm, like the ad viewers. revenue. Hmm. Yikes. <laughs> 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 I, I'm, you know what, I don't know, as I say, how that's going to affect us here in Canada. Uh, interested, interested to hear if it's actually going to affect you. Hmm. Or is it just going to be a case where, hey, we'll just sign up for Hulu because we love the show so much. That's a possibility, too. Maybe it'll hmm. be on Disney's streaming service. It may be on various services, too. Yeah, well, we uh, a viewer just commented, and apparently Fox may or may not have some share of Hulu, right? So if it's like a same oh. company, oh. maybe oh, there's okay. some... Oh, I didn't know that. that. So it's, everybody owns everybody. I'm one corporation was, owns everything. I was really expecting them to dress as Disney princesses in season three with the <laughs> announcement that Disney bought them out. So I guess, I guess that's not happening. They still need the, uh, the, the special effects team to, to take care <laughs> of things. Fun. So can you um, imagine Seth MacFarlane in a princess dress? Unfortunately, uh, yeah, yes. I, I <laughs> somehow can, yeah. yeah. And he would be singing some crooning. Some, <laughs> be crooning. And he's great at that, too. Okay. Singer. <laughs> Speaking of the Orville, uh, we do have to take a really quick break. But oh. when we come back, mm-hmm. we're celebrating. Uh, this is why I'm dressed like this, folks. Uh, it's not Halloween. That's your office. It's not October. <laughs> Early Halloween. Yeah, this is just how I dress we in, get in public. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the Orville fan, uh, interactive fan experience yes. is now available for free download. You can get it on Steam. Stick around after the break. We're going to be coming back and we're going to be showing you how it looks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. This is Category 5 Technology TV. We've got Discord working. The chat was letting us know that uh, things weren't moving there uh, as we chatted during the break. Um, also, we're learning that, um, that some of our viewers are already watching the Orville on Hulu. Yeah. So it's not going to impact them whatsoever that, yeah. uh, that this announcement has come forth. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, that's really cool. All right. So we're going to jump into it. Uh, now, keep in mind what you're about to see is a fan production. Really? So it is not officially endorsed by the creators of the Orville. Mm-hmm. However, it is allowed under the fact that it's a fan creation. That's cool. Right? Like, you, you think art. about fan fiction, yeah. and, and it's, it really is. Uh, so Messy Door has come together. They've been on the show. We've talked with them about this project as it was coming up, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they've done a fantastic job. This is just a, a group of wonderful, talented fans of the Orville who just love the show and love creating, and boy, oh boy, are they ever talented. I can't wait to see it. And what we're about to see, Jeff, is a very early release. So this is now available for you on Steam. I have not been able to get it to run on Linux yet. I'm not 
quite sure if it's available for Linux yet. So I don't think that it's available for VR yet. However, oh. those, those things are all in the plan. That's going to be so okay? cool. <laughs> so keep in mind, this is the initial release, and we're running this on hardware that is already taxed to the max here tonight. So you're not going to get the full experience. You're going to be able to see just kind of a preliminary. Mm. This is what is coming out of Messy uh, Desk right now. And, uh, and well, let's take a look. You Thank ready you. to jump on board the Orville? Here we go. Go to cat5.tv slash Orville game. And you can install oh, this multiplayer. Look at that! Me? Oh snap! Oh multiplayer! Yes, it's edit character. Oh, so you? Oh, right, because you can customize your own character. I, I want to do that yes. first, Jeff. Let's. Uh, I want to see this intro. And this is look all at fan that. Made. This is all fan made. Wow. wow. That's some slick graphics. Well done, team. I, I think we're living living in the future now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So consider. I mean, we all love the Orville, and this is a creation by its fans. Unreal. All right, let's, let's jump into edit character mode first. I want to see what kind of functionality is there. Keeping in mind that this is like the earliest release that you, that this is the first release. So this is, there's still more to come. It's a work in progress. Here we go. Nice. I love the cinematics. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Okay. So we've got some, uh, looks like character bases. Mm -hmm. So we can just kind of choose the base skin. Hey, there you go. Purple flirt. Smooth. Nice. Sweet. Oh, you can be a Kalon as well. So much customization. Very nice. Hey, considering that this is the first release. I'm actually surprised that they were able to get this in here. So this yeah. is awesome. Well, just the attention to detail. Like, look how many choices you have. Well, and it switches so quick and smooth. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Well done on the skins, everyone, mm -hmm. as well. Wow. Man, they've got lots of options to start. And so these are just bases that you can start with, and then you can. Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, yeah, because each one of these is, like, just a... Like a base skin. Let's. Right, okay, so which one are we going to settle on? Uh, I think. Um, let's go with a Mocklin. Mocklin. We'll be okay. like Bortus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, we can choose our division. Nice. Oh so it goodness. basically just changes the, uh, the outfit. Yep. Huh. Very good. Hmm. Enlisted. Now, did the division? Uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead. I don't know. But did the divisions? We're gonna go come red with shirt. Special skills, <laughs> or is it just simply because? I don't know. Okay. All right. We'll find out. Okay. We'll watch I don't know notes. if we will tonight, but oh, I can change the eye color too. Oh, look at that! Oh, I can zoom awesome. right in. Well, nice. Right. Oh, Android Mocklin. Nice. Wow. I, what color are Mocklin's eyes naturally? Or are they like humans? Okay. It's, it varies. I think they're... I don't know. Whoa! I don't know. <laughs> Lizard <laughs> man! Yeah, Sweet! Wheel, that's awesome. You can actually change using an RGB color wheel. <laughs> Sweet. Let's try to get this as realistic as we can. No, I haven't, <laughs> no. haven't yet. He's shrugging his shoulders. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I see uh, we can change the body as well. Okay. Wow, they fit in a lot of stuff for the... 
like out the gate release. Wow, look at that. Just for the characters. Yeah. <laughs> if only, eh? <laughs> okay. Nice. I'm gonna go with a, a slender fit mock. Yeah, right, yeah. This guy has been working out in the uh, in the hollow suite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's just say. No okay. comments about uh, what Save. program. All right. Uh, all right, let's do it. I'm not going to do multiplayer because I have a feeling we're not going to be able to support it during the live show because it's going to use networking, but let's jump in. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't see which one did you load. The Void. The Void, okay. Yeah, all second right. one. Look at that. The cinematics, folks, I just love those. Wow, that's Whoa. nice. So I'm, I, like, I have awoken in my quarters. Oh, those are clean graphics. I well know. Sweet. Ah, cool. Bordis's quarters. That's awesome. Look at now, me. Now, you said you were running this on the everything server. What? Did you just throw that? I, I bumped it or something. <laughs> oh, so it's a <laughs> physics-based environment as well. Um, I'm trying to turn on the water. I can't. So Let's cool. see if I can... It could, yeah, you can see reflections and everything. Oh, imagine this um, in VR. Oh, it doesn't seem like this is responding. Like I can't. Like it's not an active terminal yet. Okay. Oh. Placeholder. I'd love to. Can we synthesize some cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It doesn't seem to do anything. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So a lot of it. I mean, this is like the the initial tour. Yeah, like let's take a look. Whoa. <laughs> Mouse is a little bit janky. I'll be honest. I wonder if there's a way I can adjust. Oh, there were the... settings at the beginning. You probably adjust All mouse right. sensitivity. All right. All right. We can check that out. Crouch. Oh, I'm crouching. <laughs> Stealth. Oh, Stealth. nice. Different views. Sweet. Nice. I pushed C and then Control button. Okay. Nice. Let's walk oh, around. look at the mess hall. This just looks so authentic. I know. And it gives a look of like I feel like I'm actually on board. Like I feel like I'm putting some oh, dimension. Zo Zoomy eyes. Oh my goodness. Scrag Nug. <laughs> I love the attention to Scra detail. Wow. <laughs> nice. A nod to one of the game creators, Scragnog. Huh. Can you guys read that? I no. cannot. No. Huh. I, okay, I, so I feel like as when the Orville, when I watch the Orville, I need to go through and view this yeah. to yeah. see if it matches up. Yeah. It feels like it does. Like it I really feel does. like this is this is the layout that I envision. That is so cool. Oh, we got like a science lab or something like that. Okay. Cool. Oh, even on the outside, you can see the different portions of the ship. That's that's nice. Nice. Oh, that's the stairwell that was in the uh, like the oh. staff photo. <laughs> no access. This is no access. Sick oh. bay. It's locked. It's locked. You, so you are I not need a sick key. enough. I need a key. Where does this actually go? I've only ever seen the picture from the bottom. What did, did you find out? Did you choose medical officer as your? Uh... I I chose security just because I wanted to be a oh. red shirt. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Going for that's the awesome. meme. Yeah. All right, I can't oh, go through there either. Uh, but it's not red. Oh, there's an open. Cap this oh, captain's nice. Oh, yeah, this Hello? is the captain's office. Look at this. Oh, Ooh. man. Can you pick up the... F uh, pick it up? I can't. I'm clicking. Nope, not I, pick up. I don't know how. <laughs> so it looks like it wants to be picked up. One day. Okay. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just it's not been implemented yet. So you're not allowed to shoot Kermit yet today. Not yet. Not Kermit. <laughs> Look at that, guys. Wow. It really does gorgeous. look like the office. It does. I, w I was trying to articulate. Look at the detail. Oh, the books. Where's the apple? The apple's <laughs> missing. <laughs> so huh. cool. I love the model, too. And even the, uh, 
like the detail with the uh, the ivory sculptures there. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Wow, you can um, even look kind of like look over that chair is in my way. I can't seem to move things, but maybe there's like a control. What's that? Some kind of button or something? So they charge their iPhones? What? Yeah, there you go. It's a it's a key, uh, chi charging station. Yeah. Oh, I'm on the chair. Okay. Sweet. Parkour. Oh, nice. Parkour, yeah. parkour. Whoa. Sweet. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. He turns Come on. Yeah. Look, follow, look at the camera. Awesome. Look at the camera. Come on. Look at the camera, dude. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is impressive for a fan creation. I mean, in its man. first iteration. Yeah. At that. Oh, oh, the bridge. Whoa. Oh, I just feel like this is just giving me a sense of the layout of the ship. We've never really had this, like, the, the ability to, to actually tour it and figure out how things are connected. Yeah. Like, how did they do this? Okay, now, wow. this even seems to be, uh, like, depth-wise, the same as I think as it's to, like, like, it's, it's like, it, to it, scale. It, it does seem to scale. Yeah. Man, they've used blueprints. Everywhere. Yeah, I noticed that. It's like... <laughs> 100% can. Really? <laughs> wow. We know that they're actually full of uh, uh, really fine malt whiskey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Are we going in here? I would like to try. Oh, this is his quarters. Okay. Oh, the button oh, works. Okay. Nice. Wow. Beautiful detail, everybody. Man, if only my room was Stairs. ever that clean. This is like a multi-level captain's quarters. Nice. Oh, it makes sense because he's got to have a spot to sit and do his work, right? Right. So this must lead out to another corridor. Okay. Oh, sick bay! It makes sense that the that the captain could just run across the hall and get his shots. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Sweet. Wow. This is phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> Every little detail, folks. You got to watch the show back and just see how much detail. Well, yeah. Messy Desk has put into, like, placement of objects and all of the little minor details that we may not even catch on the show. Or you can recreate Just the show beautiful. in here. <laughs> That's the plan. There you go. <laughs> okay, so obviously this is uh, obviously oh. the first version, but um, mm -hmm. is eventually you going to have characters like... Um, computer-generated characters? Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, so it's, it's not have just some... a multi-user environment? I just want a this, tour. You said this is a single version. I just want a tour. You notice all these doors that are locked? Mm -hmm. yeah. these, these are going to lead somewhere, Jeff. Yeah, so that's true. Okay. One day. Right, yeah, right now it's just... Oh, I think I'm back where I was. Um, okay. I'm getting yourself? turned around. I'm talking <laughs> and walking at the same time. Yeah, it, oh, the corridors okay, okay, all look the same, okay, right? Yeah. I guess once you get used to it, though, you're going to know yeah, your way around. Yeah, I really yeah. want to find, like, engineering or something like that, though. Hmm. I'm not seeing it. Uh, it's got to be here. Oh, oh, is that a panel? Uh, yeah, it looks like... Lock. Oh, nice. Oh. What? Can you pick it up? I'm trying. Uh, uh, such a tease. Let me pick you up. Yeah, it's not letting me click or anything. Or uh, okay. It push. looks cool, though. Yeah, it, <laughs> looks, it looks very good. Sweet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I imagine that... Oh, the uh, meeting room, briefing room. Wow. Where are we going? Just, I just want to show you the wide shot there. Look at that. That's phenomenal. Just Whoa. beautiful. Can I interact with objects no it doesn't yeah. look like yet wow, so the, the physics yeah, yeah the physics are coming uh not there necessarily yet so, so. another scrape <laughs> yes 
It's left coffee everywhere. You're messy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, where are we? Oh, oh there's... Classroom? We'll say, uh... Deanna's classroom. Yes. <laughs> where are we going now? Uh, maybe a closet or something. It's not opening. Oh. And what's down here? This is really oh, that's slick. that's where I came from. Okay, mm -hmm. another locked door. Yeah. yeah. Space. Whoa, oh. that's so pretty. <laughs> wow. Okay, now that's interesting. I there was no stars because I'm in the void, Jeff. The oh, void. remember right. I chose the Completely void. Forgot. Yeah. So why was there a sun flare? Uh, was there a solar flare there? Oh yeah, yeah on the on the on hull the of the ship. ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. See, I'm getting turned around here, and I'm not finding engineering. I feel like we need to draw a map. Maybe they haven't yeah. added it yet? Yeah, we definitely could use a map. That's locked as well. Man, this is slick. Mm -hmm. What do you folks think so far? Well, I mean, you can see in the Comment. chat room, like, Ameridroid likes it, wants to play it in VR. Oh, yes. definitely. So, oh. yes. <laughs> And that is coming, all right? So keep in mind, this is an early release. Mm -hmm. Some of the jankiness that you're seeing is me. Some of it is just that it is an early release. And, right. uh, and mm -hmm. they're, they're still, like, working like crazy. And it's a fan creation. And for a fan creation, this is just superb. The amount of love put into this. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. an excellent job. What an opportunity for us fans to be able to tour the ship that we're growing to love here after season two of the Orville has uh, has wrapped up and we're all preparing for season three. Uh, this is going to take me back to my quarters. Okay. Yes. Now, I noticed in the chat room, uh, MeGeek75 said that uh, already downloaded it but didn't want to play it because wanted to see it first ah, here on Cat 5. Sweet. That's awesome. Thanks for the love. All right. Yeah. This is okay, I don't think we've been so, down here yet. Mess well, this hall. is the other side of the mess hall, yeah. Oh, and I, I feel like I've been everywhere so far. So keep in mind that as a, a work in progress, we're, we're going to see more rooms open up. We're yes. going to see uh, more, more features like, the, like these replicators. Maybe we're going to see those start to function as well. I know that's in the plans. Just mm. awesome, though. That's fair. Should we... Yeah, I'm not... I'm not finding any other rooms. I think we've pretty much seen everything there is to see. I feel like there's been yeah. so many doors, though. So many doors. But, I mean, maybe they all kind of lead to the same area. Yeah. Yeah. Locked. Let me in. I want to see where you lead. Maybe that's <laughs> engineering. You think so? Or, no, it's at, um... It's gonna... at sickbay. Oh, right, yeah. the other end of sickbay. Let's yeah. try starting a new game okay. uh, in a different mode. I wonder if there's, like, different... So what do we got? Union Dockyard, The Void, Sol, and Asteroid Field. Oh, Asteroid Field says uh, you're going to be on the Orville with Lieutenant Dan. Ooh, Ooh that's exciting. Let's do that. All right. Is he actually there? Oh, once again. It I gets me every transition. time. Yeah. Transition. All right. This is now we learn. Oh, look outside. There's We've got oh, yeah. There we go. Chair in my way. Space. <laughs> are we back in Bordis's quarters? Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So I guess that's our wake up point. But we do have more visuals outside. 
Okay, so we're learning the layout. It's going to take some time, I think. It's like anything, right? you you got to learn where things are. All right. Now, you said uh, Dan is in this one? Well, that's what the description said. Uh, Finding a lot of locked doors. So I feel like there's still a lot to come. Like stuff that they're still working on. Maybe there's stuff back there, but... Mm -hmm. oh. oh! Is that a turbo lift? Or, um... <laughs> turbo lift. An elevator. I can't Listen believe to the music. Inside. Oh my gosh. It's funny. In the chat, everyone... They're oh, look, 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 look. Engineering! Oh, I can go to the no, shuttle bay or yeah. engineering. Nice! I swear that wasn't there before. <laughs> <laughs> this music is making me giggle. Ah! Uh, there we go. Open. Open. Please. <laughs> Let me in. <gasps> oh, it's a hollow suite. I don't know. What do they call it on the Orville? I'm getting in trouble for using Star Trek terms. Yeah. Look at the holodeck, everyone. <laughs> it's so pretty. Wow. I wonder if this is ever going to be functional. That'd be awesome. that, oh, wouldn't that be incredible? Oh. Could you play this game in the game? Whoa. Gameception. Mind bent. Sweet. Okay. Oh, <gasps> oh, we're there. Okay, I just got chills. Oh. <laughs> it's so cool. This is beautiful. Oh man, that's so exciting. Other Look at the, the, Look at the, the detail. Mm. Look at this. Wow. I feel like they got every element. Did they have Tom, like, go through here with a video camera on the real set and just, like, hey, here's what it's supposed to look like? Yeah. Because this is way too authentic. This is... Yeah. I see, like, movement in the in the warp engine there. Wow. I'm not sure what powers a Union Starship. It can't be dilithium, because that would be a Star Trek thing, right? That would be copyright. No. <laughs> would it? I don't know. I they probably would, so. knowing CBS. <laughs> Yeah. Dilithium is a Star Trek trademark. No, it's a real element. That's right. Or a theoretical element, I'm not sure. Marshman yeah. says, like, kids in a candy shop. I was about to say, like, he nailed this one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally kids in a candy shop. Or <laughs> adults in a starship. <laughs> this is phenomenal. Like, you're right. Yeah. In VR, I think it was a Maradroid said it earlier, like, mm -hmm. you could do a vacation on this. And for somebody oh, sure. who wants to go into space, this could totally be uh, something that they could spend time in. Mm -hmm. Well, especially if you're a big fan of the Oroville, yeah. because I feel like like this has just taken me there. And uh, now, this project, you probably recognize the kind of the, the look of it. Let's let's jump up to, uh, to the shuttle bay. Uh, I think I clicked on the wrong one. Let's see if I can do it again. Um, this is from the same creators as the original uh, Stage 9, which was the right. NCC 1701D yeah. um, Starship Enterprise. Mm -hmm. But of course, that got the cease and desist from CBS. Yeah. Um, so that's you know that's where my tongue-in-cheek joke comes from. But, uh, but so there's a lot of <gasps> shut up. Oh. You can you can see that that talent just shining through, and and this is just. But it's performing very very well. Yeah. I've got everything set to max. Wow. It's very slick. Very clean. Just like the Orville. <laughs> okay. Lots of corridors. Man. You, you're, I, I think you're right. I don't think this was in the void. Go inside. I feel, I feel like there's a whole yeah, other section. There's a the whole ship. other section. That's yeah, strange. Right? Yeah. Now, I haven't, where is Dan? Yeah, I haven't seen him. Dude. 
Is that the point? Dude. Find them? Yeah. <laughs> hiding, hiding, go seek. That's right. I'm tr- I can't get past these chairs, and I, I can't seem to sit on them or anything like that. So, so lots uh, of features that are still to come. Right. I, I can't. What is that? You guys see that? No, no I missed it. Ew. Oh. Oh, the pea corner. Oh! Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh gross. Slip that it. is That's disgusting. It. Oh, I got some in my mouth. Oh, disgusting. Why in it? Oh, I just wanted to know if it was slosh. <laughs> that is so, so gross. Oh. You're a sick man. Oh, <laughs> man. The Orville. That is hilarious. Only on... Yeah, only <laughs> on the Orville. Oh... You guys are awesome and disgusting. Thanks for the laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. I think we've seen kind of all that I can show you on our live broadcast here this week. Uh, But there you go. Wow. Like, look at even the the shuttle model. I can't wait to be able to fly that. Oh, that's interesting. In the bottom corner says Health 100. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. So, obviously, there's going to be some component of damage built in eventually. I think yeah. so. Maybe some PvP? You think we could uh, like go head-to-head? Nice. Oh, that would be amazing. I'm totally back tr- backing you into the P-corner. Don't shoot me when I'm down. Come on now, Jeff. Uh, Just awesome. That is a fan creation walkthrough so of the Orville. It's called the Orville Interactive Fan Experience. You can pick it up absolutely free on Steam at cat5.tv slash Orville game. I'm downloading tonight. Go yeah, check yeah. it out. Again, I haven't got it working on Linux yet. I think it's coming for Linux. I see the icon on Steam shows Windows and Mac. Okay. I was able to install it on my Windows 10 machine and then play it on Steam from my Linux machine, but it was through the like the yeah. streaming version yeah. of, of Steam, but it wasn't actually running natively on my computer. Okay. Um, so definitely it works great. It seems to work great on Windows 10, mm-hmm. uh, and my specs aren't super, super awesome. So uh, check it out. Cat5.tv slash Orville Game. Please comment below. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll pass that along. uh, Your kudos to the team who has created that. Do check them out. That link, cat5.tv slash Orville Game, will actually take you to their official website. So you can learn more about the project, learn more about the team, and in fact download the game absolutely free because it's a fan project from Steam. Check it out. We do have to take a really quick break, everybody. Thank you for being here. Stick around. Welcome back, everybody. I've got Jeff and Henry with me. I am Robbie. Henry, you're a big fan of single board computers. Why, yes, I am, Robbie. Why How do about you, Jeff? Oh, you. Why do I ask? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? Bo was here from Ameridroid a couple weeks ago on episode 616. Hi, Bo. And he showed us something really, like, that intrigued me, impressed me, and excited me. Was it the mini oh. SPC? The, the size of a stamp? That was cool. That was but that's cool. not the one I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. All right. Not the one I'm thinking of. The one I'm thinking of is called oh, this. the cluster board. Yes. What? Oh, Bo, I think you forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> he left it for me. Oh, Bless his heart. Did, really? The guy. Yes, oh, he you did. Rock. So he cool. He absolutely rocks. Um, so this is 
Henry, I'm just going to explain this quickly to you because you haven't been yes. here and you weren't here for episode 616. Time to learn. These slots that mm-hmm. look like memory module slots, yeah. each one takes a single board computer. Really? A module. They're called the A64 SoPine modules or SOPine modules from Pine64. That's cool. Each module has four cores. What? Uh, yeah. Each module has two gigs of RAM. Okay. And a micro SD card reader. Hmm. The board, the cluster board, mm-hmm. has GPIO headers for all seven of the boards. Wow. USB 2 for all seven of the boards, plus a USB micro, plus you've got an EMMC shared reader here. You've got real-time clock battery. You've got gigabit Ethernet, and all of these are connected to a single gigabit Ethernet port, so they're communicating with your network. So essentially, this can either be a cluster, so you've got the power of all of those cores, right? (laughs) Or they can be individual computers. So you can plug this in and have seven computers show up in your network. And that That's really so cool. excites me because I'm thinking, like, some of the things that I could do, like, this would be a Titan Pi server. Yes. This would be an, a NEMS Linux server. This would be, like, a Debian server doing some iSCSI target distribution on my network to give me right. network shares. Yes. This one could be an <laughs> FTP server. This one could be a LAMP stack so to, cool. to host my website. This w- like. Oh, I've still got two left, and I'm out of ideas. Okay, so here's a question, though. With all of them connected, all of them running, if one became compromised through a network vulnerability, would all mm-hmm. of them be compromised? No, because each one is an individual computer. So, okay. so mm-hmm. I say no, well, possibly, but no different than having seven individual computers right. on okay, your network okay, and one of them is. getting compromised, right? right? Okay. Oh. But be smart about your security, right? Well, of course, yes. And, and that's, that's important, but each one is basically its own computer. It's like having seven computers on your network, but it's built into one board. I'm going to show you what the computer itself looks like, Henry. Oh, my gosh. This is the computer. That's smaller than my phone. That's it. Smaller than your phone. You could fit... Ten of these in your phone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just that the phone doesn't have the proper backplane. Yeah. yeah, that's all. So we've got micro SD. We've got the A64 SOC. Uh, just a gorgeous little card. So this goes in here, just like a memory module. Just oh, like just I like installing RAM, right? Yeah, like just it just exactly it always takes like two tries. An, it's actually yeah. You got to put it in the right way, Robbie. Yeah. There you go. So. Uh, I would have seven of these would be seven different computers. So cool, guys. But then I'm looking at this, and I'm like, okay, well, what do I do about mounting it? And I started looking at some really cool micro ATX cases and thinking about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then you got to get a special power supply. I did try my standard power supply on this, like a nice Thermaltake ATX power supply. But this is only a 5-volt draw. Oh, so it wasn't working? There's no 12 volts, so it's it's not drawing enough. Um, it's not drawing anything from the 12 volts, so my power supply doesn't show power good, right. and it doesn't uh, it doesn't power up. Yeah. So uh, then I thought, well, I could put some inline uh, resistors to to draw on the 12 volt channel and power up the power supply. Mm-hmm. But then I've got to mash up the cabling on my good yeah. power supply. Yeah. I want to do it. <laughs> so then I started thinking, okay, I could buy a different power supply. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I got talking to one of my friends who happened to have. An old mono wall. <laughs> what? This is a router. Okay. So this is a micro ATX router 
powered by Monowall, but Monowall was discontinued. Yeah. The the main board in this is just a 32-bit main board, so it's yeah. not anything that you can really do anything else with All these right. days, and it's not powerful. It's just it's meant to be a router, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it is a micro ATX case. Oh, oh. And there's a really, really interesting thing about this. I'm just going to get in here, Henry, because I've got my screwdriver. I want to get the cover off of here for you and show you what is really intriguing me about this. Because mm. the power is the main thing with the, the Sopine cluster board. Mm-hmm. Okay, How tell, am I going to power it? Tell me that the screw holes for this do not form factor to in there. This is a micro ATX mainboard. So they f- this fits the it form factor. Oh my gosh. It will actually <laughs> fit so in cool. there perfectly. Okay? So wow. it's, it's built to fit a micro ATX case. But how are you going to power it? Well, you'd have to have a big, like an ATX power supply or a micro mm-hmm. ATX uh, STX power supply, something like that. Now, this is an older system. Yep. But what I love about this, Henry, it takes these two cables mm-hmm. from a, a power adapter which I have here somewhere. You guys can see it. I can't reach it. (laughs) It's there. It's It's there. there. It has a 5-volt power supply that is 6.7 amps. What? What? Okay. 6.67 amps, giving uh, 12 volts, as a matter of fact. Now, what it does is it Mm -hmm. takes that power from that power supply, goes through... The down stepper to 5 volts. Okay. And it has an ATX connect- connector on it. Oh, my goodness. So, I'm going to pull this main board out of here, this yes. old um, router main board. I'm going to put the micro ATX Sopine cluster board in there. Notice they are exactly the same form factor. Yep. Right? And now, this one little tiny computer it's on the seven. network <laughs> is 7 Quad-core wow. computers okay. with two gigs of RAM each, each one running Debian or some other server OS, whatever I want. Oh, my goodness. So cool. Mind-bending. <laughs> so now all you need, though, is like a backplane that has the USB hookups so that you can just... Only if you need USB, Jeff. Yeah, fair enough. I, fair could, enough. Connect the ex- I could connect the, fa- the front panel USB to these USB ports. Yep. So that if mm-hmm. I plug in a USB, it could go into one of these Sopine modules if I wanted to. Yep. And I might do that. Maybe have one of them that's, that uses that for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe storage or something like that. But realistically, I'm going to use the gigabit yeah, that's uh, true. connectivity. Okay. Yeah. For storage, I'm going to mm-hmm. use the gigabit yeah. for iSCSI or something like that. Or oh even goodness. SFTP uh, or uh, SSHFS would work for me as well. Um, CIFS would work fine, like Samba. That's so awesome. There you go, Man. folks. That's going to go in there, Henry. Oh, so I've got to order more Sopine modules. Yes. I'm going to fill that thing to the brim. <laughs> yes. I'm going to put some Kingston SD cards in there, uh, and we're going to see what we can come up with. It's going to be so oh beautiful. I'm looking forward to the day where something like that becomes the new broadcast server. Yes. No, I don't think that's <laughs> happening. That's all yeah. well, you need. <laughs> you need the GPU, that's all. You really got to have a good yeah. GPU for broadcasting. However, mm-hmm. what this could, uh, one of those Sopine modules could do is be a recipient for uh, Nimble Streamer. So yep. the broadcast oh. server could receive, could be sending the broadcast to that, yep. mm-hmm. and then that could stream it to Nimble Streamer and wow. rebroadcast it. It could also then daisy chain to the next Sopine 
board and take a picture every 10 seconds of the video stream live oh to create snapshots for us so that we have some thumbnails to work with. So, that, so like, cool. there's so much you can do. Then you could use one of those USB ports to plug in a webcam, and that can be a backstage pass camera, and yeah. that could be taking mm -hmm. a picture every 10 seconds. Or it could be streaming live video to YouTube. It can do that. So, no, it's so broadcast, broadcast server, no, you're limiting it. Uh, <laughs> slap on the wrist. What do, were you thinking? You can, do so much, you can do so much with it because it's just a whole bunch of little servers. That is exciting. Sitting inside of a, an old mono wall. You, you, wow. It's funny. As you're going through this, this reminds me of way back, oh, gosh, I want to say 15 years ago. Yeah. Remember mm -hmm. when you were you trying, there so you or starting to work on building a computer into a desk? Yeah. This totally reminds me of that. It's like yeah. taking something that it wasn't intended for. It's like, oh, I've got to repurpose this. Yeah, yes. back in the day. <laughs> yeah. An old desk with the, with the drawer handle. I cut out the drawer handle and put an optical drive in yeah. there. And then the motherboard was in the drawer itself. Yes. Back before SBCs were even thought of. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was just a, a little ATX computer in a drawer. So cool. Yeah. It so, was very fun. I but this it. is going to be even better, Jeff. This yeah, is well, be I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, have you uh, have you played with those yet? I want to hear from you. I want to get some ideas. Hey, I mentioned some of the things that I might do with it. What would you like to see us do with it? Uh, I've got some G GPIO connectivity. Am mm -hmm. I going to connect some things to that and see if we can? Another idea I had was uh, to write an app for your phone mm -hmm. so that when you connect to the Wi-Fi and you uh, so you get to the studio, and what do you normally do? You text me yep. and say, I'm here, unlock yes. the doors, right? <laughs> yep. So think about this. One of those Sopine modules running an Apache server with a connected app that only works on our Wi-Fi. As soon as you come into the Wi-Fi, uh, it brings up a thing that allows you to push a button that turns on a light that tells me that you're here. Basically like a silent doorbell. It's a smart office. Right? That's awesome. That would be an easy, uh, just a, a relay coming off of the GPIO being triggered by um, a GPIO command on the Apache server mm -hmm. and a little app that lets you ring the virtual doorbell. But only when you're connected to our Wi-Fi. So just when you get to the studio. So then when you so that's don't another idea here, you'll just change the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no, the, why does it say it's, it's red like on the Orville game? <laughs> it is locked. Oh, <laughs> so many ideas. Removed. Oh, I can't wait to try it. Oh. Uh, we do have to head over to the newsroom. Jeff, yes. if you're set, you are covering for Sasha this I week. I am, oh, yeah. Right. Well, oh, 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 it's not. I <laughs> Speaking of covering for Sasha, let's make sure that we use, let's use the right, uh, the right buttons there. Yes. That's, you're not on the Sasha button. You're on the right. Jeff button. Okay. Here are the stories we're covering. Oh, it'd help if my <laughs> keyboard was on. <laughs> Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Personal data belonging to nearly all adults in Bulgaria has been stolen in a massive cyber attack on the country's tax agency. Microsoft's future in Germany is in question again as the German state of Hesse declared the use of Office 365 to be illegal within its schools. Some early adopters of the Raspberry Pi 4, released on 24th of June, are running into heat issues, especially with the official Pi 4 case making no provision for a heatsink or fan. And the Facebook app to keep kids from talking to strangers online fails its one job. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. This is the Category 5.TV Newsroom, covering the week's top tech stories with a slight Linux bias. I'm Jeff Weston, and here are the top stories we're following this week. 
Personal data belonging to nearly all adults in Bulgaria has been stolen in a massive cyber attack on the country's tax agency. Among the stolen data were names, addresses, and even some details of personal income. Cybersecurity researcher Veselin Bonchev, assistant professor at the Bulgarian Academy of Science, reiterates, it is safe to say that the personal data of practically the whole Bulgarian adult population has been compromised. The hack occurred in June, but an email purportedly from one of the culprits was sent to the Bulgarian media on Monday. It mocked the government's cybersecurity standards as a parody. The email also contained an offer of access to the stolen data and said the trove contained information on more than 5 million people as well as businesses. Bulgarian police have said that while they have arrested and charged a 20-year-old man on suspicion of involvement in the attack, they are examining the possibility that others were involved. The tax agency now faces a fine of up to 20 million euros. Wow. That's a crazy Jeez. story. That is. Like, could you imagine if, oh, hey, all of America, your information has gone on. Like, how'd that even work? Because you'd have to go over, like, even it, here in Canada, your SIN number, your address, well, everything. We t- but what about Equifax? Yeah, Isn't that kind of the same thing? Yeah. Okay, fair you enough. Know? But still, that's nuts. That's yeah. scary. And these are, like, when it comes to the tax company. Yeah. Or, I'll say the tax company, but the tax agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of expect that your data is safe. You would think. You'd hope so. And you don't, you don't really, you're not opting into them storing your data. Right. This is, you, you put a certain trust in your government to keep your data safe. Yeah. Hmm. That's really, really scary. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it also makes you wonder, okay, what other areas of the government are vulnerable to this kind of attack? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. was it just the tax agency? Was there something more like is there other areas like who knows and the fact that virtually every adult had their information stolen yeah like well even just thinking that it's probably not even encrypted right if it's just in plain text because yeah, if, if they can tell true, you yeah. this is what we have then it is even locally so it's not even it's not even obfuscated in i know any way. They, they don't have anything wow yeah that's true too and and does that come down to government budgeting and funding uh, I, know. I know, I, you know, I've, I don't work with government too much, but I do work sometimes with government agencies that right. I, I often hear that there's just not the budget for what is being recommended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, so if I say, okay, you really have to do this because ransomware is a real thing mm-hmm. and it's growing and RDP um, uh, brute force attacks are a real thing and mm-hmm. growing and you're susceptible to this, so you need to lock this down, you need to do this. Yeah. Oh, well, we don't have the funds for that. Mm-hmm. That's a big concern. Yes. Yeah. And companies need to be concerned about this too. We need to be very diligent with our cybersecurity. And I've spoken with cybersecurity professionals who have said, like, if you're not annually reassessing your security measures, mm-hmm. then you're falling behind. I think even think annually about is not enough i mean it's got to be a constant thing for the it department sure. the, and and you know the communication between the it department and the c suite but the actual implementation of new technologies to monitor and mm-hmm. control the flow of data mm-hmm. in your network has to be an annual thing and yeah. how many companies buy their computers and have them installed and they are up and running so until they start crashing, we don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's a scary place to be in these days. Now, I mean, aside from that, just kind of thinking about the information that's been, you know, stolen, the fact that it's mm-hmm. every adult in Bulgaria, 
is there a security issue to this? Like, you know, from uh, what perspective? The fact that their addresses are now known. Known. I mean, like you think of high-ranking government officials that might sure. have their addresses unlisted mm -hmm. for privacy reasons, whatever. Right. Now their information is all, like, oh, I see. People yeah. gonna have to pack up. That's and, possible. And move like a and business. Too, that's always right? the risk. Yeah, that's right. right. It did say business. It's always so, the like, risk. There's some not just digital security, but potential physical security sure. to this as well. Yeah, now. for direct attack, um, but also um, social engineering attacks. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get a phone call where somebody knows this much about you and you're not clued into the fact that this is like phishing scam or, or right. spear phishing, exactly. uh, then you might provide more information. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> not good. And, and social engineering attacks have gotten so smart, guys. Very much so. Yeah. So smart and planned meticulously. There's two types of social engineering attacks that I see mm -hmm. these days. One is untargeted and one is targeted. Mm -hmm. Untargeted means you've got a Windows XP machine sitting on your network. Oh. And they found it because they've got bots that look for those exploits. And, and so they've that used prince it. with $20 million for you. And you clicked on it. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> and you clicked on it. Now there's targeted, on the other hand, where they find out about your business. They find out about this is what happens to government. This is what happens to some businesses. They find out about who works for you and what, what information they need, who your vendors are, who your customers are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once they've accumulated that knowledge... Yeah. Then the attack begins. Yep. So that whether they so they can contact you as one of your vendors, mm -hmm. they can spoof the phone number that comes up on the phone using a voice over IP service. Yeah. Yep. And and then you think, oh, this is this is my supplier calling, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're telling me to send them a check for X number of dollars because the last check didn't arrive. Right. Actually, interesting enough, I had a. Mm -hmm. um, a, phone, a scam phone call about a website that I owned. Yeah. But because it logs all the information online, because I got a, um, anonymous um, as far as the, the data that goes online for the who is. Yes. Oh, okay. um, somehow they connected the website to me mm -hmm. and I got a phone call and it's, oh, it's so-and-so from the provider. Yeah. Uh, you know, we found a, uh, an issue. We need you to reset your password. I'm going to send you a link. I'm like, pounce alt. Yeah. Not going to happen. No, I'll visit the panel myself. Well, ex exactly. exactly. I'll check the, and I'll, and, and make sure you've got two-factor authentication yeah, up and was, running. I, I was impressed. Like, it yeah. sounded legit. I'm going, nope, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. So, it's only going to get worse. That's true. So, we have to remain diligent. We have to become diligent. We've got to be smart to say, okay, hey, that bank email, you know what? I'm just going to actually ignore it, but I'm going to either call my bank That's right. by the number that I know is the bank, not the one that they show in the email. Or walk into I'm the gonna, physical yeah, location. <laughs> physically go there and That's be like, whoa, too. there That's are right. people here? I thought it was just ATMs. Wow. No, there's actual people who can answer your questions and mm -hmm. say, nope, that transaction never occurred. Mm. You know, so yeah. be diligent, folks. Okay. Microsoft's future in Germany is in question again as the German state of Hesse declared the use of Office 365 to be illegal within its schools. Hesse is one of 16 federal states of Germany with a population of roughly 6 million, around 14% of the entire population of Germany. Although the press release specifically targets Office 365, it notes that competing cloud suites 
also do not satisfy German privacy regulations for use in schools. The Commissioner, Commissioner of Data Protection and Freedom of Information, HBDI, said what is true for Microsoft is also true for the Google and Apple cloud solutions. The cloud solutions of these providers have so far not been transparent and comprehensively set out. Therefore, it is also true that the schools, for the schools, the privacy complaint use is currently not possible. This isn't the first time that part of Germany has publicly broken up with Microsoft Office. Some German cities, including Munich and Freiburg, famously ditched Microsoft Office applications in favor of OpenOffice in the early 2000s. Those open source ad uh, adoption programs have had a notoriously rough ride, plagued with interoperability inter issues. Just because one town changes its office applications doesn't mean its neighboring towns, parent state, or even its own citizens have. The municipalities have also been targeted heavily from, with lobbying by Microsoft itself, up to and including Steve Ballmer, then Microsoft's CEO, interrupting a ski vacation to fly to Munich to try to cut a pro-Microsoft deal in person. However, the early 2000s attempts to break free of Microsoft was a matter of choice. This time around, though, the commissioner isn't just saying that schools would prefer not to use Microsoft. He's stating that their use of Office 365 is outright illegal. In addition to the physical geography of the cloud, the HBDI is unhappy about telemetry in both Office 365 and Windows 10 itself. Neither can be disabled by end users or organizations, and the content of both remains undisclosed by Microsoft despite repeated inquiries. It appears that the HBDI would rather not ditch Office outright, preferring to pressure Microsoft into compliance with German law. The Office lays out the conditions under which schools could continue to use Office 365. It requires that all possible access to user data by third parties be curtailed, and that the contents of Windows 10 and Office 365 telemetry be revealed in full. Until then, HBDI says schools can use other tools such as on-premise licenses on local systems. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting that in all of that, they want all the information that is in the cloud to be accessible outside of Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Is there or at least controlled issue? by them. Or maybe oh, not copyright, sure. but like a like uh, as far as oh this is kind of our back end sure, what, proprietary like, nature yeah. of the back end, yeah. Uh, but also the being proprietary mm -hmm. is the infrastructure in place to yeah. simply take it and make it an on premise solution. Yeah, Maybe that's, that's not a solution. That mm -hmm. said, I mean, looking back at the attempt to switch to OpenOffice back 19 years ago, basically, mm -hmm. um, now it's a lot more possible. Oh, things have like, changed. So now, totally. It's widely more supported. Oh, yeah. And, and the compatibility is no longer an issue. But these days, I mean, there's so many different options. But mm -hmm. a lot of them are cloud-based. Mm -hmm. A lot of the options, like uh, yeah. Google, Google Drive, Google Docs. Yeah, is a cloud-based solution, so that doesn't solve it, but it shows that the technology can be placed in a decentralized, uh, like not on the computer, mm -hmm. in in a server. So, can we not in deploy something on a server that would work? And Microsoft doesn't have that, right? That I'm aware of hmm. so far. No. Yeah, hmm. they're going to have to if they want to. But still, it's an interesting one. I mean, the fact that you've got this service that's provided by Microsoft, Google, Apple, yeah. mm -hmm. and all it takes is a piece of legislation to go, it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. So is the company forced to comply with laws? Or are they going to say, all right, too bad, so sad. Like, we're going like, to... A bit of an eye-opener, though, isn't it? Sure. Like, doesn't it make you say, oh, 
Well, one, this is good that a government is saying, okay, this is a privacy issue that yeah. our citizens have no control over where this data is stored or who has access to it, mm-hmm. yeah. let alone having access to it themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it just, like, it just wakes me up as a, as a software developer as well that, okay, well, centralization to proprietary platforms is probably not a, a good business model these days. Well, especially with, yeah. you know, the... If you're selling software. You know, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. I mean, like, you look at the, the EU privacy laws. Really tough. Imagine if they went a little bit further and suddenly all of that from Microsoft, Apple, uh, yeah. Google was no longer valid. And well, Europe is now right. off market. Exactly. From a government standpoint. Great, I mean, this great is just firewall a of Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about this, though. Like, now, okay, where does it end, right? Like, yeah. there's a whole other side of this. What about antivirus? Anti-malware? Where did yeah. the definitions come from? That's true. Right? Mm-hmm. They come from, like, the, the, hmm. the very earliest antivirus got them through an online service. So exactly. So it was like an early cloud. Yeah. When a new virus is discovered, the, vir- the virus research team mm-hmm. creates the definitions, and your computer downloads those. Yeah. Right. From the cloud, and we'll call it the cloud. It didn't exist back then. There was no, they didn't have a name for it. It was just the antivirus definition servers. Yeah. <laughs> right? But do, so do we cut that off now? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, maybe it's not the same thing because there's the, okay, well, these are our documents. Right. So yeah. the documents have private confidential information. Mm-hmm. But then the flip side is that, of that is, well, when a virus is detected, it gets sent to the analysis server. Right. Mm-hmm. Which you can opt out of. Well, that, that is true. Yeah, that, is true. That, that got that, Kaspersky in a lot of trouble in the U.S. Jeez, oh, <laughs> forgot about that one. Uh. Okay, but think. Okay, so here's the interesting thing about this story. Mm-hmm. It's about the school boards. They're saying, "Sorry, it's not good enough for schools." Mm-hmm. What does the that privacy say about, aspect of it? Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What does that say about the rest of the government? Hmm. Like. You know, if someone's turning around and go, uh, is your military information stored on the, the Google God? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's like, so it's oh, not it's good enough for school, thing. but you trust, like, That's you know, could this open the door wow. for the entire government to go, yeah, sorry, hands off. And Microsoft True. is doing it where they're progressively getting more and more in the cloud. Like, exactly. their, their products are no longer necessarily even installed on your computer you don't really realize it's right yeah. it's an right app base. that's connected to the cloud much like a chromebook connects to the google stuff mm-hmm. interesting yeah things are changing and laws have to change as well oh yeah. for sure all right some early adopters of the raspberry pi 4 released on the 24th of june are running into heat issues especially with the official pi 4 case making no provision for a heat sink or fan the Raspberry Pi 4 has a 1.5 gigahertz quad-core, 64-bit ARM Cortex A72 CPU. Say that five times real fast. For approximately three times performance of the previous model, the inevitability generates more heat. The Pi does not have a heat sink, but uh, users what the company calls heat spreading technology to use the entire board as kind of a heat sink. This worked okay on the Pi 3, but the official FAQ for Pi 4 notes that under a continuously heavy processor workload, the Model 4B is more likely to throttle than a Model 3B+. You can add a heat sink if you wish, and this may prevent thermal throttling by keeping the chips below the throttling temperature. When the Pi 4 heats up, Beyond 80 degrees Celsius, that's 175 Fahrenheit, the CPU is throttled to reduce the temperature and a half full red thermometer appears on the display. If one is connected, 
uh, sorry, that's if one is connected. If the temperature goes up beyond 85, the GPU, which now supports dual monitors and 4K resolution, will be throttled as well. It's no surprise that the Pi 4 gets hotter than its predecessor. It is marked as a viable general purpose PC after all. There is an issue though. If it frequently overheats in normal use, users are not getting full performance. Longevity of the components may also be affected. Software engineer Martin Rowan has looked in, in detail at the Pi 4 temperatures and concluded that it is too hot to use enclosed. One of his complaints is that the official case remains a fanless design. Sadly, this doesn't work out well with the increased thermal load. According to his measurements, compared to the Pi 3, the new Raspberry Pi 4 is running 80% hotter and more than 100% hotter when the new 4K display support is enabled. A long thread on the Raspberry Pi forum shows that temperature issues are widespread, casting doubt on the design to supply the Pi 4 without taking any extra steps to improve heat dissipation. The Pi 4 is still great value, of course, but adding a heat sink as a, uh, or a fan looks to be a sensible idea, even for un, uh, undemanding applications. Heat sinks are a neat and silent solution, but fans appear to be most effective. Hmm. Why wouldn't they have tested this out <laughs> i feel like it's the macbook pro all over again where it's like it was getting too hot so you put it in your fridge and then it's fine right. there you go exactly. uh, we tested it in siberia there was no issues <laughs> we tested it in northern canada hey. right. it was yeah. really in yeah. mm -hmm. but i'm surprised that this wouldn't have been noticed by the designers yeah in the kind of qa or mm. quality control section hmm. yeah like, there were a few things that slipped through the cracks, though, weren't there, Jeff? Uh, yeah, just a few. Mm -hmm. uh, what was it that uh, Bo was telling us? Was it with the Pi 4? Hmm? When he was here two weeks, wasn't there something on the Pi 4 that was... Um, or did we cover it in the news? There was a component that they under... Oh, the, the, the USB-C was miswired, USB yeah. That's, what, that's right, yeah. that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few things that kind of messed up on. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is too bad. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I was hoping you guys would carry that one because yeah. I was dealing with this guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm also the producer, so well, I saw we'll you playing with him, but oh, then okay. I was like, oh, do we have to restart that? No, 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 no. Just okay, keep going. We're good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. What else have you got for us, Jeff? All right. The Facebook app to keep kids from talking to strangers online fails at its one job. As it turns out. Letting the company with tons of privacy scandals run a messaging service for children might have been a bad idea. Now there are multiple reports that a pitfall in the design of Facebook's Messenger Kids app lets children talk to unauthorized users in group chat, a.k.a. exactly what the app was built not to do. The app works like this. Once a parent has approved a contact, children as young as six are free to chat with that person through video, text, silly gifts, etc. Now that works if the conversation's only one-on-one. -on -one. But Messenger Kids allows for group chats, and that's where the issue of permissions gets tricky. Thanks to a bug in the app, a kid could be invited to a group chat by a friend authorized to do so, but the users therein required no such authorization. Messenger Kids didn't screen whether everyone in the chat was pre-approved to talk to another, resulting in thousands of children talking to strangers on the internet through an app oh, that was designed to stop that from happening. 
the company began alerting users and quietly closing such group chats over the past week. Facebook representatives further explained, we recently notified some parents of Messenger Kids accounts users about a technical error 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 that was affecting a small number of group chats. We turned off the affected chats and provided parents with additional resources on Messenger Kids and online safety. How long such an important and ostensibly obvious loophole has been in Messenger Kids is anyone's guess, but the controversy that has surrounded the app since its inception. Ever since Facebook launched the service back in 2017, many children healthcare, child healthcare advocates have loudly voiced their disapproval for it. Nearly 100 of them signed a letter asking Facebook's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, to delete the app over concerns that it increased screen time that's been shown to cause stress, negative body images, and sleep deprivation, according to multiple studies and letter sites. Facebook later addressed some of these concerns by adding a sleep mode so parents could control how much time their children spent on the app. My goodness. Wow. I'm going to tell you a really stupid scenario to put this into context. I'm going to make an antivirus product. Oh, my antivirus product makes it possible for viruses to install themselves on your computer. Yep. Okay, so that's a ridiculous scenario, right? Yes. <laughs> Actually happened. Silence. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, that was this week, too. But here we are with Facebook. We're going to create an app that um, is supposed to... Well, is this is going to make it so that your kids can only speak to people that you as the parent have authorized them to speak with. Mm -hmm. Oh, but actually it allows anyone to join a group chat from anywhere. Yeah. And they can then interact with your children even though you didn't approve that. I, I mean, when Facebook first came out with this, yeah. I was not a fan. I'm still not a fan. Yeah. There's no way... I'm letting my kids use an app like this. First off, I mean, I think what minimum age for Facebook is 13. That's yeah, but not Facebook. the kids' version. Well, yeah. no, I understand yeah. that. But even at 13, mm -hmm. there's no way I'm giving my kids an access to an account. Okay. Good. Because I don't yeah. trust that they are mature enough to handle the impacts of something like Facebook and mass mm -hmm. social media. Yeah. But to get kids ingrained to this at the young age of six and then realize, oops, we screwed up. They're no longer actually protected. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, we've been collecting your tax data, which we just yeah. gave to all the hackers. It just... This has been quite a week, hasn't it? Does anyone, does anyone still trust Facebook? That's that's the even better question. Well, too. that's that's yeah. the interesting thing. I mean, on on the heels of them getting was it a five billion dollar fine, uh, plus a hundred thousand for the um, Cambridge Analytica scandal. Is that all they got fined? A hundred thousand. It's like a day. Oh, was it a hundred million or something? I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was if it's a hundred thousand, it's like, oh, I have that under my fingernail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's ten minutes. It might have been a hundred million. I was just reading oh, okay. today, but yeah, a hundred billion, whatever. Okay. Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't like that. seem like it had a hundred in the name. A lot. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like, why do we keep allowing Facebook to go here? Let me soak up all your information. Oh, by the way, your kid. Yeah. That's like, come on. They're just big. They're big business, Jeff. I just. Uh, all right. Let's talk about crypto. <laughs> Thank you. Bitcoin has yes. gained huge earnings this week. If you bought a Bitcoin for $9,792 last week, well, you made $12 this week. That's a lot of coffee. Way to but go. it's better than the $2,000 lost go. last week. 
No. Well, that's, that's kind of true. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, Facebook Libra is still not trading. Litecoin is up to $94.86 hmm. per coin. These are the USD fiat values as of Wednesday, Jan- uh, July 24th, 2019. Ethereum is at $217.52. Monero at $80.53, gaining $2.94. Very small gains this week. Torque is up just a fraction of a ten-thousandth of a cent at point eight, uh, point nine seven, and it's Turtle Coin trailing behind slowly but steadily at zero point eight eight ten thousandths of a cent per coin. Hmm. But you probably have lots of them, so one day put them all together to the moon. Yeah, to the moon. To the moon. Everybody, Lambo. <laughs> Do remember, though, that uh, cryptocurrency is a market that never closes, and it's always volatile, so be very careful when you trade. And if you're going to, make sure that whatever you invest is as much as you can lose. Mm-hmm. Take that yeah. approach, and then you're safe. True. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Big thanks to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us this week. Thanks for watching the Category5.tv newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Jeff Weston. Filling I'm Rob. Sasha oh, Rickman. Right. I was going to say, I thought you you changed. <laughs> yes, wow. I, I'm Robbie. <laughs> still just the bald nerd. That's right. I'm, I'm still Henry. I got a haircut. Yay! Looks good. Looks good. Looking awesome. clean. Looking clean. <laughs> it's the summer dew. Yes. <laughs> we got to take a really quick break, everybody. Stick around. Got a box that was sent to us. Ooh, and they said, they said, if you open this box on the air, we will be very happy and we will let you keep the contents of the box. I love oh, oh, it's, it's not a it's not a million dollars. It's ah, two million dollars. Whoa, nice. Uh, okay. Oh, I have, there's something. I have a remote control. I have a remote control. And okay. we do we do have some bubble wrap. Ooh. Look at that. Oh, bubble wrap. Bubble and All right. we have oh. A submersible LED light. What? Takes three AAA batteries. Submersible LED. Submersible. So this thing is waterproof, Jeff. What? Makes it perfect for the bath, the hot tub, the swimming pool. Uh, even if you want to put it in like a vase huh. and make it light up, like this will okay. light up your <laughs> vase. Really I'm picturing myself Although, like getting up in the morning nah. from work, about to have a shower. It's like, I'm going to throw the light in here. <laughs> well, <laughs> you could. You know, it's like in the bath light. or whatever, if you want to, like, read in the bath or whatever. I don't know. But um, certainly the hot tub or something. That would be good. Yeah, okay. But you don't, ha- you don't have to submerse it, Jeff. Okay. And I'm not mentioning the fish tank because oh. I don't know if it's food safe. This is uh, true. And we don't want to kill your fish. Yeah, don't do that. Not that this will, <laughs> but I think you should research it first. You don't put things in the fish tank that are not approved for fish mm-hmm. water, okay? Uh, but uh, you don't have to put it in water. I mean, this could go on your shelf and light things up. You could, like, maybe table hang it. Or? Maybe there's, a, like, a you've got a... A, a china cabinet that um, you don't you, you don't still have this? well like an antique china, china cabinet you're not going to drill holes in it for LED lighting because no, it's an antique true. right that's so true. something yeah. like this a little bit of tape and like stick it up there and you can just like turn it on with this remote control presumably okay sorry and you said it takes two huh. AAAs? three AAA batteries three AAA batteries three AAA batteries Jeff it is not huh. a smart device there's no app involved okay. there's no, no remote no Alex uh, I mean <laughs> Amazon Echo I almost said it <laughs> hey, cancel cancel don't you do it there's no connectivity to your smart home 
home devices, it's literally just a remote control and the LED. There's 10 LEDs in here. These are all... All 10 of them are RGB, so Great. that means you can set the color yourself. Excellent. Okay. You can have it cycle through. Um, and, of course, I thought the question that everyone has burning in their mind right now. Last? How long are the batteries going to last? Like, if I yes. forget to turn this off, what's going to happen? So, did I mention that this box is a little bit too big for this because it comes with two, Jeff? Oh, okay. However, this one has been powered on for more than 24 hours. And it's still going. And it's still going. And working a treat. So there you go. That's you just the default setting. see how much battery life is? I don't. I'm, I'm not that fancy with something like this, Jeff. I mean, hey, it works. It's still running. It's still, still going. Awesome. There you go. Honestly, like, if, if you're a cosplayer and you're looking for something simple for, like, Iron Man, it's like, oh, nice. I'm so ready. I'm green. I'm yeah. blue again. But the cause so players with this, go, presumably. That doesn't look like Iron Man. Pre okay, yeah, hold, hold it up, over Iron Man. It. Okay. Be a Cylon or a Terminator or something. Okay, so I got green, I got it's blue, like aqua, purple. Hit that light switch over there, Jeff, and see oh, if this mood lighting really shows light up. Switch. Oh yeah. So oh, cool. okay. So I can actually, yeah. There you go. So the yes. the remote works just fine. It does come with two remotes and two devices. Two, 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 they, two both devices. are powered on. Are they separate signals? No, they're the. So you can point this remote at that one and then that one and, okay. and synchronize oh, okay. whatever so you want to do. Cool. Uh, and then you can do like. Oh, it's got a strobe feature. What? Yeah, that's what it says. The button says strobe. What does it do? Are you covering the sensor? No, nah, it doesn't seem to do. Wait. It doesn't seem to strobe. What's this one you do? Can, you can that's called it. flash. <laughs> you can replace your camera flash. This one's called <laughs> fade. Oh, and there's one called smooth. So I. Not seeing a difference. Yeah. Do you have to hold the button? Mm. Maybe. Maybe those buttons. Flash work. works. Well, what about this one? Hmm. I can change the color. All clearly, right, so you change color. Clearly, I have not read the manual yet. Colored. Yeah. But I like it. Um, one of the things that I want to do is um, I've got an this I9. Manual? Yeah, that's the manual. I have an I. Don't manual. even worry about it. It's. <laughs> It's an I. I've got an i nine ninety nine hundred K. You can turn the light back on. Hey. And w with the that light. processor, it comes with a really cool um, chassis uh, oh, yeah. case, right? Oh, okay. Um, the octagonal thing. So I want to put this inside with a single board Ooh. computer, make it light up and Ooh, be really fun. neat, right? Put it in uh, here. <laughs> and I'll just probably like do like a blue glow. Nice. And just have that thing like just glowing. Hey. So hey, these are pretty neat, and they're cheap. They're affordable. They're as I said, waterproof. And this one again has been powered on for more than 24 hours, still and going. it's still going. Looks great. Uh, Cat5.tv/led. Turn it off, or well, there's a button on the remote. Oh, okay. So oh, it just screwed. Just turned off. Um, yeah, you could probably turn it, like take out the batteries if you wanted to. Although then you'd have to take it out of the water if it was in the water. True. Yeah, that's true. Now yeah. I'm, oh. I'm not going to do that. I would just turn it off from the remote control. Right. But we know that it will power itself for at least 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> and keep going. <laughs> LEDs, LEDs don't use a lot of juice, folks. So uh, it, hey, if I left it on overnight, it's not going to dim it or, yeah. or kill the batteries. So cat5.tv/led to check those out. Good times. Yes. Cool. Lightning. Now I got LEDs. Let up your world. There's your slogan, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. <No. laughs> hey, uh, don't forget, we are on Twitter at Category5TV. Also, uh, I personally am on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Uh, Just I'm, me? I'm on the tweets. At Robbie Ferguson over here. I'll follow back. 
These yeah. guys will. I, I won't follow back. Right. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> I don't want any of that. I, what am I even doing here? Use it. Tweet. Oh yeah? yeah, you guys are so active in social media. This is what I deal with, folks. Because I have real. This is why I have to run all the social media channels. <laughs> all the media. Somebody said to me, "Why hasn't LinuxTechShow.com been updated lately?" I'm like, "Well." It's all me. <laughs> I had ulnar nerve entrapment. I had to take a break. So Aww. it's getting caught up. Um, speaking of, go check out linuxtechshow.com. You'll be able to see some of those videos, which some of them are dating back as far as May, because that's when my ulnar nerve entrapment hit. And so I'm getting caught up now. Right, nice. And we're getting some really hot videos going, hey. going up there. So check hey. it out. Uh, also, you can find our website, category5.tv, where everything kind of comes together. If you're not sure how to subscribe, jump down to the very bottom of the page. You'll see a button that says subscribe, and that will take you to like our RSS feeds and everything else. So thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks, you two, for being here. Take care. Thanks for having us. See ya. See ya. Bye.